Hello and welcome to Latex Weekly episode 6 January 2021. It is a new year and hopefully uh, new and more positive outlooks in the world. We can travel again, hopefully. Latex Weekly is brought to you by Latex, our protection, your protection from tech ignorance. My name is Sean. This week's news of the week, Samsung Galaxy S21 event confirmed. Mark your calendar for January 14th because that is when Samsung is going to announce the new Galaxy S21 lineup of phones. Circulating rumors include the S21 proper, the Plus, the Ultra models. It seems that the Ultra will be the only one spotting a curved screen, which is good for flat screeners. Um, curved screens are impossible to, they are very expensive to replace and it's impossible to find a good um, screen protector for it. So I'm all for flat screens. And possibly also an S Pen. So S Pen may be available on the Ultra only. This is a momentous move for Samsung as it will potentially eat into its own Note line, the Epic Note line. With this announcement, I am actually more interested to see what Samsung is going to do for their Note lineup later this year because now that the S21 will have an S Pen, it will essentially be a Note because you can take notes with it, right? So what are you going to do with the original Note? which is going to be the new Note. Uh, two pens? Don't know. We'll see. Microsoft job listings leaked potential OS overhaul. Microsoft recently posted a job listing looking for a software engineering role in the Windows core user experience team, saying, quote, On this team, you will work with our key platform, Surface, and OEM partners to orchestrate and deliver a sweeping visual rejuvenation. Sweeping visual rejuvenation of Windows experience to signal to our customers that Windows is back. I don't know where is it coming back from. Windows has never been the most beautiful OS in the world. And ensure that Windows is considered the best user OS experience for customers. The references to, quote, sweeping visual rejuvenation was later quietly removed. But we now know that the company is planning for an OS overhaul. And we agree that Windows 10 needs and overhaul. Windows users will say, don't, uh, don't break things that work, right? I agree. Windows 10 is perfect the way it is, especially coming from Windows 8 and 8.1. Uh, it works the way it is. It, is it, it just does all the thing well. But it doesn't mean that we can't enjoy some visual appeal, right? I mean, look at Mac OS, 20, Mac OS 11, which looks similar to Mac OS 10. And it does have a lot of little refinements everywhere that actually goes a long way, especially um, a lot more uh, touch focus icons instead of very smaller ones. Um, maybe, I guess, removing the start menu altogether. I mean, nobody uses the start menu anymore. I mean, yeah, coming from, um, I, I started using Windows when it was like 3.11. Uh, yeah, start menu, very good, but we're at Windows 10. We don't need start menu anymore. And um, because Windows 10 is also a tablet, uh, also switches to a tablet mode, we need more thumb, uh, like bigger icons on the actual screen, not on this Windows 8 format that only does cards. What is it called again? Metro view or something. In any case, uh, yeah, that could be worked. Um, the movement, the switching from tablet mode to and from tablet mode can be worked on as well. Um, it needs, it, 
helps with a little bit more of uh, consistency. Different modes don't have, don't look the same. They behave the wrong way, uh, not the same way. They don't have the same language. So that could work, that could help. A new icon pack, refresh, wouldn't hurt either. But yeah, small things like this. Microsoft test replacement for Windows Mail and Calendar. Codenames, codenamed One Outlook, and it is still in very early beta now. We don't expect the final version to arrive until spring 2022, but this is promising. Microsoft did a wonderful job with Outlook, so much so that almost every enterprise in the world runs it. But their default mail and calendar apps on Windows 10 feels a little bit kind of like it's built from a different company altogether. It's like it's so simple, it does nothing at all. So it's nice to see Microsoft finally working on bringing a free version. I hope it's free, right? Assuming it's free, a free version of Outlook as Windows 10 default apps to replace Mail and Calendar because Mail and Calendar are free. We don't expect all the complicated functionality stuff that we, that Outlook has now. I mean, there are so many more functions that in Outlook that we don't use on a day-to-day -day basis. All we need are those core functionalities, right? You can add multiple accounts in, you can stuff. Um, signatures, you, all the basic kind of stuff, but it works, it's robust, and it has maybe a, a cloud version that you can access via the cloud if you have to, then we're all happy. So we hope that Microsoft bring this, brings this earlier, and that's good. Dell's new monitors come with Teams button. If you're an organization that's on Microsoft Teams all the time, this new line of Dell monitors are for you. They come with a dedicated Microsoft Teams button that with a push, launches the app to make and receive video calls. It also spots built-in microphones, all of which are Microsoft certified. Microsoft microphone, yeah, tongue twister there. We just hope that Microsoft Teams will last as long as those monitors. I think Microsoft Teams will last quite a bit, but maybe once the COVID pandemic is over and everyone is back to their offices, we won't need virtual connections or remote connections of video calls as much as we used to. So maybe those buttons will not be used as regularly as Dell and Microsoft have anticipated. This week's tech of the week, we do have one. It's Qualcomm's 5G. Qualcomm brings 5G to the masses. Before now, 5G has always been a luxury that only few can afford because phone makers will only roll them out to flagship devices. Makes sense, right? 5G chips are expensive. 5G is new. But... Qualcomm's new Snapdragon 480 chip will bring 5G capable phones to cheaper, uh, sorry, will be will bring 5G capable chips to cheaper devices. This new chip supports both sub 6 gigahertz and millimeter wave 5G, featuring a uh, eight core processor for better energy efficiency and also Wi-Fi 6 ready. This is actually bigger news than most of us would think because for the past decade at the final push of Moore's law, we always associate better for uh, better performance and more expensive, more premium to better hardware um, standards, better hardware performance, right? All these kind of things. But with 5G and cloud computing, all that will change. Soon, we can buy a 1,000 ringgit phone with 5G and be able to run the latest AAA title games and the latest software. All we need is a stable connection. So we're waiting for the connection to come in. But once that is done, 5G is so fast with so short latency that everything is going to the cloud. We don't need it to be processed and stored and um, 
anything done in our own devices anymore. All we just need is a screen with a 5G chip. This will change Qualcomm's position. This will change all the hardware makers' position. M1 chips will be irrelevant. A14, A15 chips will be irrelevant. Um, and the most important thing is telcos, right? Telcos will need to make sure 5G connection is stable enough and it works all the time. So this is why 5G going to the masses is important. Latex Weekly is available on Anchor FM, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. Our full videos are available on YouTube, and I post basic clips on Instagram and Facebook. This is Latex Weekly, episode 6, January 2021. My name is Sean. I'll see you next week. Stay safe. Au revoir.